It's another great day for wellness. And this is Bones bringing the packs of F3 Nation the latest strategies and tips to accelerate their king and optimize their queen. Health is a journey and requires you to take a proactive approach on a daily basis. Knowing exactly what to do and how to do it will help you achieve it faster. Each week, we are going to be interviewing the leading health and wellness experts, sharing inspiring stories from the packs, and diving into the latest research to help you optimize your health. So get ready as we embark on your hunt for wellness. What's up, guys? It is another great day for wellness. Uh, I wanted to reach out to everybody today and, and record this show. Uh, first of all, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, you're stuck with just listening to me. I don't have a guest on this podcast episode. But uh, that was for a couple reasons. One is that this marks the 25th episode of the Hunt for Wellness podcast. And I just want to start by just you know, saying thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast, who have sent me such amazing supported notes and, and phone calls and text messages. Um, I just want to let you know that it means a lot to me that, uh, that, uh, a it's, it's, it's being an impact in your lives and you're finding value in it. But, um, more importantly, it's just encouraging, uh, to hear from you and letting, letting me know that, you know, this information is, uh, useful and it's adding value to you and your region. So thank you for all of you who listen and and support me and and really just support this this whole um, initiative to 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 hopefully spread health and wellness amongst our packs and 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 our regions. So thank you for that. I also want to take a few moments here and just absolutely thank the amazing guests who have been part of the podcast up to this point. Um, as many of you know, and if you've listened to the show on a regular basis, we have had some fantastic uh, men step up uh, to the plate and, and share their stories, uh, many of them very um, intimate and vulnerable stories that, uh, you know, it have really just touched the lives of so many people. And so I just want to say thank you to, to you men who have stepped up and been part of the show up to this point and your willingness to share that information. And so with that said, I, I am also looking for additional guests. So if you are a listener and you think that you have a story to share or you're an expert, um, and, and I'm using that term lightly, uh, if you have a passion about a specific aspect of health, um, you know, whether you're a, a physician or work in the healthcare field or have a book or a podcast, or or whatever that may be, and you just want to share that information, I'm looking for guests, and I'm looking for um, people willing to come on the show and just uh, add value to, to our listeners. So if that's you, uh, once again, you can always reach out to me at bones at huntforwellness.com. You can find me at bones on uh, the, the Nation Slack channel, as well as DM me on uh, Twitter at uh, Tunis Hunt, T-U-N-I-S, H-U-N-T, or actually the, the Hunt for Wellness podcast has a Twitter handle, uh, at uh, H-F-W podcast. And those are all great ways of reaching out and just letting me know if you or somebody else that you know would be uh, uh, want to be part of the show. So um, with all that said, 
Uh, I am coming back from a great vacation with my family. Uh, we had the opportunity to go down to Cancun, Mexico, and man, we just had a great time uh, with some concentrica time. Spent some time uh, just with uh, my two teenage children. I have a daughter who's 15 and a son who's 13. And then my my M and I have uh, we're getting ready to celebrate our 18th wedding anniversary uh, coming up in May. And so it was just a great way for the four of us to get away from everything else and just really reconnect. And so I, I speak about vacation. Uh, a lot, and I've mentioned it uh, on the COT podcast as a health tip uh, a couple times now, but it is really important. And when it comes to health and the health of your relationships, let me encourage you to carve that out. Um, I, I struggled with taking some time off because as a small business owner and somebody who's pretty busy with my life, I sometimes evaluate uh, earning an income or shutting down the practice, or doing some other things in lieu of spending some vacation time. So if that's you, and specifically if you're a small business owner and you know the struggles of, of, of shutting down your own business to, to go and, and vacation, let me encourage you to do it because it is worth it, and that's really what's going to matter uh, at the end of all this. Uh, when, when, when we're old and gray and we're looking back on our lives, we're going to really remember the, the the opportunities that we have to build relationships with our family instead of the extra couple thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars or whatever we might generate by by working instead. So let me let, let me encourage you to do that. So what I wanted to do today is just kind of touch base about what I call the five health practices that I consider maximize my health the most. And if I had to kind of distill it down to five things that I attribute my health and, and again, I'm not claiming that all these are perfect for everybody. Uh, I'm not claiming that I'm perfect and, and that I can't improve and grow upon. But if I just had to kind of be honest about five, you know, principles or practices that I do, these would be the ones that I see as very important and, and things that I wouldn't want to necessarily give up in lieu of some other things. And so I just kind of wanted to go through that. I I did share at the beginning of the year some of my daily health practices, kind of walked through what I do on a daily basis. So some of that may sound familiar in today's podcast. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, let me encourage you to do that. It dropped at the beginning of of this year, 2022. Um, And so if you haven't listened to that, let me encourage you to do that to get maybe some more details But uh, I just kind of wanted to keep this short and simple today and share what I consider my five top health strategies. And first and foremost is I prioritize sleep. That's right. I really look at getting sleep as one of the best things I can do for my health. Not exercise, not uh, uh, eating right, not uh, taking the right vitamins or whatever. All those things are important but if I don't have pro- proper sleep, all those other things aren't going to matter. And as men, I know a lot of us think that we can burn the candles at both ends and that we don't really need a lot of sleep. And that's just not true. And I'm not saying that everybody needs the same amount and that some people can function on less than others. But the research is very, very clear that optimizing health really does require that rest and restorative phase of our lives, which is sleep. And the the more that we can have of it, 
the more we're going to rest and the more that we're going to restore our bodies. Now, some people sleep really well um, already, and, and that's not an issue for them. Uh, others, however, struggle with sleep, and they don't, or they don't maximize their sleep because they might be making some, uh, you know, common mistakes, if you will. So, a couple tips, and I've shared some of these before, but just as a refresher, uh, is bedtime. The the body works on what we call a circadian rhythm. And our body naturally produces energy and naturally rests and, and reduces energy. And what we find and what research has kind of shown with that circadian rhythm is that from the hours of 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. really are those magic numbers as far as sleep goes. And so if you're staying up past 10 p.m., you're really starting to cut into that good time of sleep and in many cases can uh, confuse the body or trick the body to start producing energy again. And therefore that's when, you know, some people may, ex uh, experience that second wind, you know, how, and you may have experienced this before where you're kind of dog tired around 8 PM, 9 PM, but for whatever reason you stay up till 10 30 and all of a sudden you're wired and you're like, Oh gosh, I, now I can't stay, go to sleep. It's because your body just assumed that you weren't going to go to bed and you've rebooted the, the, the circadian rhythm, if you will, uh, release some more cortisol, and you're going to stay awake. So if you can really kind of wind down, allow your body to wind down by that 10 p.m. hour, you're going to maximize that sleep effort. And so let me encourage you to do that, even on the weekends. So I'm often asked, you know, is it okay if I go to bed early Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday or Sunday through Thursday, and then the weekends I stay up a little bit later? Um, you can, but we also know that the best way of maximizing sleep is stay consistent with your bedtime and you're just going to have better days even on those weekends, uh, if you're willing to do that and you're willing to kind of stick to that. The second thing, uh, I make sure in our home is the temperature is proper in our bedroom and uh, research shows that between the uh, 62 degrees Fahrenheit and 68 degrees Fahrenheit is what you want your bedroom temperature to be. And that's because your body falls asleep by dropping body temperature, core temperature. And so if it's too hot in your room, it's difficult for your body to reduce that body heat. And therefore, you may struggle with sleep. So, you know, we have one of those smart thermostats in our home. So I set it and forget it uh, that uh, couple hours before uh, our bedtime, it kicks on and starts to lower the temperature of our bedroom so that when I go to bed, it is ready for us to do that. Um, now, it's not always perfect because where we live uh, in the Charlotte region, it can be really, really hot in the summer and sometimes our thermostats or excuse me, our, our air conditioning units can't keep up enough and, and get it that low that quickly. But it certainly helps to, to get it as close as we can to that. The other thing that we do is we black out our bedroom. And that what that means is we don't have any electronic devices as far as like televisions or phones or anything else in our bedroom. We I, I personally wear an eye mask to help continue to black out that light, but if you can buy blackout curtains or even alarm clocks that emit light, all those things can be problematic when it comes to messing up that circadian rhythm. So I prioritize sleep. 
I don't maybe get as much as I'd really like to because I choose to get up earlier in the morning and, and, and do some quiet time and post most mornings. But um, certainly going to bed early uh, enhances my ability to prioritize sleep. The other thing that I find that maximizes my health as a principle of lifestyle is intermittent fasting. And this is probably no surprise to any of you who have listened to the show or listened to my health tips. I've brought it up multiple times and many of you probably practice intermittent fasting yourselves or you've at least heard us talk about it uh, before. Intermittent fasting, uh, just real quick as a recap, is choosing um, too fast certain times of the day and, and eat certain times of the day. And, and the terminology often used is called a, a fast window and a feed window when, when we're actually feeding. There's different ways of intermittent fasting. And if you really want to kind of dive into a lot of the science, we did a show about intermittent fasting last fall. Um, and I'm going to encourage you to check that out if, if you really want to learn a lot about it. But uh, the method I practice is what they call the 16-8 method in which I fast for 16 hours of the day and allow myself to consume calories or food for eight of those hours. Uh, most of the time, I fast from 8 p.m. to the following um, day around lunchtime whether that's be noon or even one o'clock or two o'clock, depending on kind of how my schedule runs. But that really has found, or really for me has been the easiest way for me to maximize health benefits of intermittent fasting and stay consistent because it allows me to still socialize in the evenings or eat dinner with my family or even at lunch, uh, do client lunches or whatever that may look like but still kind of stay uh, in that fasting, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That fasting paradigm that, that I really find works really well. I do practice it most days of the week, certainly Monday through Friday by a rule, and then most of the time on the weekends as well, except for, you know, um, you know if I'm vacationing, or if there's an event or something like that, that I may want to fuel my body earlier than I will. Other common ways of fasting is what they call the OMAD method, which is one meal a day. You're basically eating once a, once a day. So you pick that time frame and then you eat it. And then the other option is what they call the 5-2 method. That's where you eat regularly five days a week and then choose to fast for two of those days. And fasting um, those days is basically you eat a meal um, the previous night and then you fast until the following night uh, dinner meal. So it's about a 24-hour period. A lot of that is when you're sleeping. And that's the other secret around the 16-8 method as well that I found that's really um, doable and easy to do is that for the first, mo really a lot of that fasting window is, is when I'm sleeping. So it's not that big of a struggle. So another thing that I choose to do, or one of the things I, I recognize as something I do to keep my health where it needs to be, is that I consistently exercise. And so what does that mean? That means that for most days of the week, uh, I get up and, and post or exercise. And that can be as little as four days, or as many as six days in most cases. Um, now, I, I may choose to walk 
or do something else on a seventh day. So there's many weeks where I'm doing something active every day, but maybe not going out and um, specifically posting at a boot camp or a run or whatever that may look like. So um, I find that that when we don't exercise, we just don't feel as good or um, as healthy as we should. What I also mean by consistently exercise is that I never allow myself to go more than three days without exercise. And that includes, um, you know, when I'm traveling, for instance. So when I was down in Cancun, I budgeted a couple mornings at least where I went to the gym and I exercised. Or if I go to the beach uh, and, and, and we frequent that more in the summer, but I will build in several mornings where I'm going to get up and maybe do a run or go do some kind of Tabata work or, or something that's going to force myself to exercise. Because as many of us know, we've all fought, fell in this trap before. If we allow more than two to three days to go by without any kind of concerted effort to exercise, it's very difficult and, and we struggle with getting back into that routine. And I found that if I can kind of just slightly keep the ball rolling, regardless of, um, you know, the, the circumstances that we're in, that's going to allow us to not break that momentum and certainly make it easier when we get back, um, you know, back into our regular routine. The other thing that I do is when I get back from vacation, I get back in the gloom as quickly as possible. So for instance, uh, this past week I flew in from Mexico at a late hour, we lost an hour due to daylight savings. And then despite struggling with, you know, sleep that night, I still chose to get up and post. And because I found that ripping off the bandaid was the easiest thing for me to do to get back out there and get posting again. So let me, um, you know, encourage you to do those type of things to stay active. In fact, um, you know, I was this past fall, I came down with COVID and, um, I, I struggled a little bit, but despite that, I still went out, you know, in my garage, um, after, you know, a few days of, of battling what I was battling and did some exercise because I knew that if I didn't do something, if I just allowed myself to just lay around for a long, long period of time, it was just going to be that much more difficult to get back in the swing of things. So anyway, that's been a rule of thumb for me for many, many years, and that's helped me stay consistent with my exercise and certainly stay healthy. The other thing is um, around stress and and um, decreasing it, really. I, I there, There's lots of ways of decreasing stress, exercise being one of them. But I'm intentional about trying to reduce my stress because stress can be such a problem in our society and, and create so many health uh, problems that uh, whatever we can do to mitigate it, we want to. And so that also means for me, believing in something higher or bigger than myself. Uh, you know, I believe in a creator. I believe that he is in charge. And so that helps me personally kind of unload my worries and burdens to, to him and allow that to be a, a major player in my life. And I do that through prayer and meditation. And again, I'm not saying I never have a worry or, or I never have a, a, a concern or I never stress over things, but having that consistently 
uh, being a reminder in my life is, is a big help. The other thing that I do and I have done for many, many years is I avoid almost all mainstream media. I, I don't watch a single news network show, anything like that, because I've learned a long time ago that really they're just talking heads for their corporate sponsors. And I think all of us know that. But, um, you know, when I found myself getting sucked into a, a new cycle or if I'm in a situation where somebody else is watching that and I just happen to be um, exposed to it, it just reminds me of just the negative and, um, you know, disheartening information just being spewed at us 24-7. And so I have chosen just to just not watch it. And um, I found that anything that's really, really important or life-threatening or whatever, you, you still learn about it uh, through other channels or through people talking about it or whatever. And, and not to say that I don't consume information or don't consume news. I just choose what I uh, want to consume, and, and I don't allow it to just to be fed to me in a passive manner. So I, I avoid all that, and I really restrict social media. Uh, you know, as many of you may know, I, I, I rarely post anything uh, on Twitter or on Facebook or any of those social media platforms. And that's just because I find that um, it just riles me up and, and it just doesn't allow me to maintain that stress-free environment that I like to, to have. I, I learned a long time ago I can control, you know, my daily actions and control what uh, I'm surrounding, I can't control everything else out there. And by consuming it or being exposed to a lot of that, it's just not helpful. So I've tried to find and identify things that I trust. And this may take a little work on your end if that's what you want to do. But I've identified some good sources, in my opinion, and some things that I find are uplifting and things that um, keep me informed. But I feel like uh, just serves me better than than some of the other mainstream stuff out there. So I've just kind of avoid that, and that really, it's in my opinion, has helped me out a whole lot uh, as far as decreasing stress. And then lastly, um, is, is dietarily related. Uh, we talk about the queen a lot. Um, when it comes to getting healthy, it is important to put the right type of fuel in our bodies. So I. Avoid most sugar, certainly any additional sugars or refined sugars. I just choose not to consume that. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. That doesn't mean I never have it. But I really, on a day-to-day -day basis, rarely do or eat anything with sugar in it. I just don't do it. I eliminated many, many years ago things like soft drinks. I don't even drink fruit juice because of the amount of sugar in it. And I find that that just has made a huge impact in my life. And instead, I drink water basically, you know, most of the time. And I may sprinkle in a little bit, you know, mineral water or sparkling water to kind of uh, mix things up. The other thing that um, I'm not as good at but I'm finding is really beneficial and, and I'm really working on it is avoiding seed oils. Um, a lot of research has come out and really shown that adding you know, a lot of seed oils. And, and these are oils that are found in most processed and shelved type of foods, your cookies and your crackers and your pretzels and 
your shortenings and all those things that really just don't serve you well. And even, even cooking with some of these seed oils, we find that are just pro-inflammatory to our bodies. And instead, using better sources of fat and, and oils, um, certain, uh, more specifically things like beef tallow or avocado or coconut, uh, even grass-fed butter or ghee, in my opinion, just serve better sources as, as those oils and, and better uh, things to use when, when baking or cooking uh, food. So I find that that has really helped me maintain a healthy, nutritious lifestyle is avoiding those things. And then, you know, finding some of the good, clean stuff out there and, and more specifically grass-fed and grass-finished beef, uh, pastured uh, chickens and, and other types of seafood. I uh, find that's really uh, helpful. I eat fruit, uh, certainly seasonal fruit, and I, I kind of avoid a lot of the other stuff. Uh, if you kind of look at my diet on a day-to-day basis, it's a lot of clean meat, some fruit, uh, a little bit of sweetener, uh, whether it's and uh, raw honey. I, I do, one of my weaknesses is dark chocolate. And there's an argument around that as far as if that's healthy or not. I choose to eat it. It gives me that satiation I'm looking for as far as a little sweetener. Now, I usually use like an 85% dark chocolate. But, um, you know, 70% or higher is probably, you know, acceptable when it comes to reducing the amount of sugars or whatever that you might be consuming. So, you know, just a, a quick, quick, quick. Uh, recap five health practices that maximize my health. I prioritize sleep. I intermittent fast. I consistently exercise. I uh, decrease stress and avoid mainstream media and social media. And I really watch my queen by avoiding sugars, soft drinks, many seed oils, and making sure that I'm putting the right type of fuel and nutrition in my body. So If you're looking to kind of go down your own hunt for wellness, these might be some strategies that you might want to implement. Some of you may already be doing all of them. And some of you might be doing a lot more than this. And and kudos to you. Like I said, I'm constantly reading, constantly listening to other health experts and refining my own journey along the way to find that, you know, find what works for me and really continues to make me feel great on a daily basis, allow me to perform in the gloom the way I want to perform, and really just um, live the lifestyle that, that I love to live. And, and all that to say, you know, I'm not perfect, and um, I still indulge, and you better believe when I was in Mexico enjoying my all-inclusive that uh, I took advantage of that and, and paying for it this week, of course, but you know, you got to live a little, little as well, and I enjoyed that. But uh, it does also reiterate the importance of eating well and doing all these other things because I just feel that much better. And, um, you know, I'm sure you guys will too. So just to wrap things up, uh, once again, I want to say thank you to all of you who listen, who support this podcast. If you have a desire to be on the podcast, have a story to share, share, or somebody that you know that has a story to share, please, again, reach out to me. And um, I'd love to interview you or, or them and, and get their message out there. But uh, until next time, this has been Bones guiding the packs of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness. Thanks for listening to the Hunt for Wellness podcast. 
please rate and review our show and be sure to share it with your F3 brothers. As always, we are looking for inspiring stories to share and health experts to interview. So if that's you, please reach out to me at bones at huntforwellness.com, on the nation Slack at bones, or Twitter at HFW Podcast. And until next time, this has been Bones guiding the packs of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness.